Undisputed greatest NASCAR better in the history of the universe. This is exciting. I have been waiting a while to do this. I got my first ever NASCAR driver guest, driver of the number 51 Chevrolet Camaro in the NASCAR Xfinity Series, Jeremy Clements, otherwise known as JC51. Really good flow and nickname there. And uh, it, it, just great. Just great to have you on. I really pre appreciate you coming on here getting the jitters out right now because you are the first driver I've had on my show. So once again, thank you so much for joining. Hey man, it's a pleasure. It's an honor to be your first guest too, as a, as a driver, that's really freaking cool. And I'm, I'm proud to do it for you. See, that's what I love to hear right there to, to start off the episode. Uh, we're going to let this flow flow pretty good. Uh, not going to keep him too long. He's got a lot of notifications blowing him up right now about the breaking news that we'll go over here in just a moment. But so Jeremy, as you understand, NASCAR is going through a transformation phase right now. We have a lot of new fans entering the sport. <clears throat> I feel like most of those new fans are focused on uh, the Cup Series. They're focused on a lot of the big names. Uh, and if they're involved in Xfinity at all, they're, they're focused on those bigger names, guys like Noah Gragson, you know, Austin Sendrick. Um, and Jeremy drives for a lower-funded team and has been the biggest grinder of a driver and a team in the Xfinity Series for the past 10 to 15 years, I would say. Um, and like I said about the new fans, I want people to learn about you um, as we get, as we transform and get new fans into the sport. So tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, how you got into uh, NASCAR at the Xfinity Series level. Well, I've, I've raced my whole life, man. So, I, you know, I started racing when I was seven years old. I was uh, tearing up my parents' yard in my, in my yard cart. And, uh, you know, when I was five and six and then turned seven and my grandfather, uh, Crawford Clements, uh, he got me a, uh, a racing go-kart. So I started taking Jason, my brother and I, to the local dirt track, Buck Creek Speedway in Chesney, South Carolina. And, started racing, man. And I loved it. And, you know, my, my grandfather, he's the one that got me started. He was a, uh, crew chief back in the fifties and sixties, him and his brother, Lewis, uh, they won a, a lot of races. And my uncle Lewis actually won the championship in NASCAR 1960 with Rex White. Uh, my grandfather worked with Buck Baker, uh, AJ Foyt, so many good drivers, uh, just to name a couple, but they are pioneers of the sport for sure. And, uh, just owe it all to him to get me started. And he passed away in 1996, and so I had to go get me a ride, man. I had to go. I got my mom. She would take me to the to Buck Creek and drop me off, and I, I found rides here and there, and then uh, found a found a steady ride for sure for a couple of years. And then I think I turned about 13, and I I begged my dad for a race car. So, so we finally went and bought a an old dirt four cylinder car from a guy like like for two grand and you just thought it, it broke my dad. I remember it was like, you know, it was, it was like so expensive to him, but uh, it was just funny thinking about that now. Um, but 
uh, start racing race cars, uh, four cylinder. We won a lot of races. We won, uh, man, we won a lot. And, uh, there was, let's see, that was 99, 2000, 2001, the last year I, I drove those. We won, uh, two back-to-back races, one paid 16 grand and one paid 12 grand. So we won a good bit of money uh, off those things. And then the very last race, pretty funny little story. Uh, we, we said, we're selling all this stuff because I'm going to go super late model racing 2002. Uh, so the people, they sold like that because, you know, we won so much. So the people, we, we literally raced the last race. And then the, the people that were buying it followed us back to the shop. Got, uh, we, had both, we had two cars, I think. Two, maybe even three. I don't remember exactly. Just say two. Two cars. They got the two cars, all the parts, pieces, gears, everything. And, and that night they were all gone <laughs> and used all that money by a dirt super late model. So that was, that was pretty cool. It's always been my career. It seems, you know, you just, you just battle from the bottom and get to that point, the next point, and then put that money to the, to the next step. So, uh, ran super dirt super late models for for a number of years and then started arca racing and uh actually got hurt in 2004 uh drive shaft come through the car yeah that's a skin graft from my side of the hip so some out of my hip so there's a there's a lot of years in jeremy clements racing that you know that that span there um and then i'll i'll flash forward to uh 2011 we started uh, full time, we were racing some races um, here and there in the in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. We're racing Arco, I was racing dirt, and finally said, "You know what? I'm gonna put everything up. Do uh, we're gonna go full time Xfinity racing? That's what I want to do." So we did that, and we've been full time since 2011, man. Uh, and it's crazy to think that you know, 10 years later, we've raced every race since the 2011 season, and uh, you know, obviously where I'm at right now, I thought, you know, this age I, I've been cut with a good ride and, you know, uh, winning races, but man, it's just been, it hadn't worked out that way. And it's frustrating because it's all comes down to, you know, money and sponsorships and all that kind of stuff. So haven't been able to work all that to, to into a cup deal, unfortunately, but I'm not giving up, man. I'm still here grinding away and, uh, I definitely feel like I can get the job done and I'm really proud of where our team is at the moment. So, sorry I went on and on forever, but that was a long – I mean, I had to tell you where how it all began. Hey, man, way too long. You went way over your time right there. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I love that kind of information, um, and I think that's, that's very good insight for some fans who may not know a lot about you. You have a deep-rooted history throughout auto racing, whether it's NASCAR, dirt, uh, late models, and – that's awesome. That, that, that's really good to hear. And you know, I'm rooting for you. I understand the business model is tough. And uh, hopefully with the Cup Series switching over to the next gen in 2022, we might see some more opportunities for teams like yourself and um, more other guys out there that, that are very deserving of that opportunity. Now, moving on to the next thing, we're going to go a little light right here. Um, outside of racing, you know, we just had your big spill about racing. Outside of racing, what are some of your favorite hobbies? Oh man. Uh, I like to be active, you know, uh, I'm actually going to sneak away, uh, maybe go to the beach this weekend, uh, since cause we're off again and, uh, you know, be on the beach and, uh, have some, 
adult beverages and hang out with friends and, uh, you know, see what we can get into. I like, man, I love amusement parks. I love going, um, anything adventurous. Like, uh, I mean, I'll go hiking, I'll go, uh, uh, kayaking. Uh, what's, what's it called? Um, I'll do anything that's fun, man. I'll, I'll jump off a building, you know, I mean, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Well, you're a race car driver, so I would assume that you got that crazy factor in you to do, like, uh, skydiving and all sorts of yes. shit like that. So that doesn't surprise me one bit. Uh, I, on the other hand, I'm scared a of A couple flying. times, actually. So, uh, On the other hand, I'm terrified of even flying in an airplane, so that tells you about me. I would like to drive a race car, though. I'm a control freak, so that's my deal. I, I need to be in control. You know what I mean? Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, I love anything I can do to get that adrenaline flowing. Uh, and then when I'm at home, you know, I like I like I play some Xbox with my boys. Uh, you know, PlayStation, whatever. Uh, I racing stuff like that. Um, when I'm at home, you know, especially when COVID hit, you know, you're at home. You're like, what the hell am I gonna do? So you know, I got into that some more, and I, I do enjoy that. Um, and it and it's gotten bigger it seems so uh that's been a lot of fun and yeah hanging out with my wife my friends we just uh i'm, I'm always i'm the kind of guy i like to do fun so you call me up hey man what you want what are you gonna do this weekend like let's hang out and go do something let's go to top i love top golf holy crap about forgot to say that <clears throat> there you go i love they always take people out there and have fun and eat their good food and drink drinks and you know so stuff like that man i don't have just one particular hobby you know i like i do like to go fishing like like this weekend we'll probably uh get a charter and get us taken out to go fishing we've done that before uh, a bunch really so stuff like that i'm all, i'm always down for anything no surprises there really um <clears throat> i kind of assumed some of those things about you i've seen some of your social media uh, and you and i've i've met you previously before so seemed like a big fun guy and that's what we like at the garage guys or fun guys now you talked about uh adult beverages my next question yeah. is uh what is your what is your favorite beer your beer of choice and if you I, i'm really curious about this uh, because i'm a big anti-miller light guy just just oh no. is that no oh, is that no. it is that the beer of choice <laughs> oh man i mean yeah you know i can drink i can put down some millers man you know i like I like, uh, Michelob's are, they're okay. Um, Bud Light is kind of my least favorite, maybe, but I still drink it. Uh, those light beers are my, are my go-tos, especially after I've had a couple other drinks, then I want to just, you know, uh, stay where I am. I'll, I'll drink some light beer and stay there. But, uh, yeah, I hate to tell you, I do like Miller. Uh, I'm sorry about I don't know why I like you, but you lost some points right there. I, I don't know why. I just, for some reason, I sensed that you're going to say that I really did. And that's, yeah. but Hey, you know, beer is beer, you know, to some people, but, um, I'm always, I'm the guy. I always like to try different ones too. Like I like, I like Modelo with a lime Corona, things like that. Those are good too, especially sitting on the beach. Uh, I like those. I got to have a lime though with it. So, yeah. uh, I always try anything really, but I like the light ones because they don't fill me up. Yeah, I, I like the taste of a Budweiser a lot. Like a Budweiser on draft to me is delicious, but it's like eating a loaf yep. of bread. And that's not really fun to do exactly. if you're trying to pummel some more beers, you know? 
<laughs> That's right. I, I want to introduce you guys to uh, Molly. She's she's down. She just came from outside. So hey, say hey, Molly. <laughs> we got a, another another special guest, Jeremy Clements, That's big dog guy on the show. Yeah, I love I love my dog Molly. She's she's a spoiled little girl. And as long uh, as she, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're good. As long as she doesn't, as long as she doesn't drink Miller Lite too, I think I think no, we're good. Definitely not. Okay. I saw something about uh, the the brute like Bush beers doing something for brute. Have you seen that on Kevin Hart? I don't. That, that was my next. That. that was my next gateway. Actually, uh, that paint scheme at Talladega, Mike Joy kind of made a made a mess up out of it. It was pretty funny. I don't really know much about it, but I've seen it and it looks hilarious. I mean, I don't I don't know what else to say about it, honestly, but. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I just saw a picture of it, and there was dogs sitting there, and it said like a brew, brew cup or brew. I don't know what what it's even called, but it, I was like, well, maybe I can get that for Molly. <laughs> yeah, it, I think that would be the first ever beer designed for dogs. I mean, I could be wrong. I'm not an expert in dog beer, but I I've ever seen that. I like Bush Light too, actually. So I like I, Bush I Light. Kinda, I like Bush Light too. I, about it i'll get bush light too so how about that 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 kind of get me back that 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 helps a little bit that helps a little bit i'll 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 give a point back to you on there there you go so uh moving on we we've gone over some of your personal life regarding racing outside of racing uh talladega uh sucked for me because uh, i told you before we recorded a big big sports betting guy i actually did put some cash on you to win too by the way just um, I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I think I picked three or four guys, and the rain. I think had the rain not come, it would it would have turned out differently. But uh, what is your assessment on Talladega, and uh, that's regarding Xfinity? And after Xfinity, I want to know if you have a comment about what Joey Logano said about the safety of the cars. If you got a chance to read that or listen to it. Yeah, our race ended abruptly, to be honest. And at that point, I was just riding the lead pack the whole race. And I wasn't really – I was just riding the outside line most of the race because that's where the car would seem to do the best. And, uh, yeah, I really hadn't raced yet, to be honest. Like, you know, I was just staying where I was. And if that line went forward, then I went forward. If it went back, I went back. And uh, that's kind of what I did. So just trying to keep my nose clean and – survive and they said you know uh that caution came out at the end and they're like oh rain's coming and then we're about to take the green and in turn stream four i was like oh it's raining pretty good now you know so uh started raining really hard and then we came in i didn't got my feet on the ground and that they they called it and i was like dang that sucks you know we didn't even i didn't even get to try but uh, it is what it is. Um, you know, actually it rained hard. Uh, we all walked back. I was, uh, changing out of my suit, all that kind of stuff. And it started raining again, like in really bad. And it was, you know, by this time it was like six 30 or so maybe. And so I was like, well, I guess they did make the right call. Cause, uh, you know, after that point, once that storm stopped, then it was gonna, you know, they're gonna drive the track another hour and a half, two hours. So that, that place doesn't have lights obviously. So, I guess they made the right call. It just sucks. Uh, but the good thing is we came out of there with a car one piece. For for us, that's a good day. Uh, 14 is not ideal for me. But 
uh, we did gain a spot in points. So we're eighth place. So that's pretty dang cool. So uh, more good than bad. Um, so I was, I'm okay with it now, but at the, at the time I was a little uh, mad about it. So, um, and, and in the cup race, um, I did get to see some of it there towards the end. Uh, I was actually driving back. Um, I stayed in Talladega Saturday night. We were driving back during the race Sunday. So uh, didn't get the, I didn't watch much of it. I saw the end. I, I did see Joey Logano's replay of his, his wreck. And I would, I, I would need to go back and hear his comments uh, to be honest. Cause I, I don't, I just remember something about it's unsafe and we're going to get hurt. And uh, yeah, I mean, this stuff's dangerous. So I, I don't, I don't know. It's kind of a risk we all take. We know it going in. So we all signed up for it and uh, the cars are the safest they've ever been. And, it's incredible that Ryan Newman is alive after his crash. And, uh, that's amazing to me. I thought for sure it, it didn't look good to me. So, uh, yeah, it's just dangerous and we, we sign up for it. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> I absolutely agree with you. Um, and Joey did give tremendous credit to the safety he did, but he also kind of contradicted it with, uh, and, and also granted Joey's Joey's a taller a taller guy than a lot of the other drivers. He complained about the, uh, the roll cage kind of caving in on his head a little bit. And yeah, I think that was his main thing. He was, he was the most concerned about. Um, and my comment is, and this is from an, obviously an outsider perspective. I'm not a race car driver, but my comment on it would be, we have never had a perfect solution to keep cars on the ground, no matter what we have done uh, in every single era, every single generation of race car, we have had problems keeping cars off, you know, are on the ground. It, I just don't think there's a perfect solution for it. Um, and they are, the cars are so safe. I mean, they're unbelievably safe compared to what they were 10 or 20 years ago, obviously. So I didn't know if you had an opinion on that, but uh, <clears throat> interesting comments for sure by Joey. Uh, and, you know, moving on real quick. So you talked about how your eighth in points, which is, uh, probably one of the highest you've ever been in the point standings at a, you know, a quarter point of the season, which is awesome. Uh, statistically, you're having your best year with uh, three top tens in your first eight races or so, which is great. Uh, give me your real quickly, give me just a brief overview, uh, an assessment of your performance and what's changed compared to 2020, 2019 um, here in 2021. Yeah, well, I got a uh, a new crew chief over the off season, uh, and and Mark Setzer, he started two weeks after the uh, twenty twenty season ended, started working every day at the shop, being there all the time, and we honestly we never had that because a money, you know, paying somebody like that over the off season is expensive, and yeah, that's really their main reason. So for Mark to come over there during the off season, get with uh, my other three guys and start making these cars better, you know, than they, than they were. That's really been the extra. That's, that's what's made us better. I feel like, and then Clements racing engines, we build on racing engines. So they slowly, they get better and better, you know, uh, they're full-time dirt late model engine builder. So that shop is 99% dirt late model engines. And then 1% or not even 1% Jeremy Clements racing Xfendi engine so they're just peeled on the side there's not you know 
to, to really make them the best they need to be, they would need to put all the, the money, energy, R and D into them like they do the dirt late model stuff, but it's kind of impossible. So they, they get better and better. Just, it just a little bit slower than I would like. So, uh, still, they're still good. So, uh, I credit all that to why we've ran better, you know, and, 2019 we bought the cars that we're racing uh now we bought a bunch of ganassi cars from when they shut their team down and over time you know when we first got them it was just like a brand new puzzle you know you got all these you got a puzzle but you, you're missing a lot of pieces so over time we've just we've just gotten more comfortable with them we've gotten the pieces to them we've made them better which surprises me that we can make them better to be honest and mark is really smart and he's definitely made them drive better and handle better. So I've been really impressed with him and really high on him. So uh, I, I see JCR only getting better as we go, especially as Mark learns what I want and need in a race car. Um, so that's that's been why we've been able to do better. You know, all my career, it's been, uh, especially in NASCAR, uh, I don't think JCR has ever had a brand new car you know, it's always been, you know, we bought this car from Ganassi or RCR or whatever. It's always been that way. So when we got these cars from Ganassi, they were, they were purpose built cars that were going to go race within a month and their, their money fell through and we were able to get them. And they had, they had a lot of the pieces that you could never get with the other cars because they don't want to sell them. So uh, all that stuff being said, that's been why we could run, the way we can uh right now for sure it's it's definitely helped very interesting insight <clears throat> about what it takes to have a competitive race car and and uh the fact that you guys have always operated on older equipment and being able to perform in the middle upper tier class is just insane and <clears throat> for everybody who doesn't know what he was talking about jeremy clement's team builds their own engines now the fact that they are eight in points with their own engines is unbelievable because you have all these other teams that, that usually get their funding from uh, ECR or Yates or uh, Hendrick. And he's outperforming a lot of those teams right now so far into the season. There's still a good bit of the way to go, but what an encouraging start. And you look at other teams that use, I guess the best way to put it would be independent engine manufacturers uh it would be guys or, or team owners like bj mcleod um mike Harmon, and their performance levels are, are are nowhere near what the 51 team is doing this year so uh that's that's good information to look at and consider when you see how uh jeremy and the 51 team have performed this season so far now thank you yeah so <clears throat> Now we're going to go back light again. Okay. We're, we're, we're going <laughs> tight. We're going tight. We're going loose again. We're making adjustments. We're going to take some wedge out. We're going to be a little bit looser. I like, now. It. I like so, it. All right. And we're going to, let's roll through this real quick. Um, uh, just kind of a spitfire. I want to go back to some adult beverage conversation because I'm a big adult beverage guy. Um, it's such a, it's such a big part of NASCAR. Honestly, the, the fun part of NASCAR um, what we, you know, people who've been in the infields of Talladega, Michigan, Indianapolis, it is such an exciting element that I, I would, I would recommend anybody over the age of 21 to experience at some point in their life. So, uh, to get into it other than Talladega, uh, you've, you've made the tour, like you said, for a long time, 
full-time. What are the best three-party tracks other than Talladega? Oh, man, I would have to say uh, Daytona for sure. You already said Talladega. Man, Michigan, wow, those people party down there. Uh, I got I to gotta put Michigan in there. I hear and, about Michigan. I want to go there so bad, and uh, I'm going to have to experience it at some point, but I've always heard that. You know, that I would definitely. I would definitely make a weekend out of that place for sure. Uh, we got Daytona, Talladega, Michigan, and one more, right? Can't say Talladega. We're pretending Talladega does not exist. So, yeah, you got one more. Uh, you know, the, the road courses uh, are always packed, and there's been some epic parties in there. I mean, anywhere from – I mean, Road America, when we race there, and, oh, my God, when we go there this year, it, it's going to be full. That's a four-mile track, and there are people – when we go do the pace car ride and uh, we're going slow and driver introductions and you're out there on the truck, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. So, uh, man, I, I got to say Road America is a good track to go to. I ain't, I'm not even kidding. Like, I think it's, it, I, I've heard that, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb here and say you might be a little biased because of your success there that you had a few years back. Maybe. Just a yeah. little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. One of my partners before, I always uh, had their motorhomes there, so we, we would hang out there. And, uh, yeah, I always had a great time there, a lot of good, fun people. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that was always a fun one to me. I can't wait to go to Coda this year to see that. Uh, Nashville this year, That I think Nashville will be too. Nashville will be packed with people. Oh, my gosh, especially with Cup being there. I think that would be a good one to bring your motorhome to and party and um, – I know there's going to be actually one of my partners there with his motor home on the back stretch. So uh, I, I'm going to be there uh, hanging out with him after the, after the Xfinity race. We'll have to, we'll have to, we'll have to get together and maybe drink a few beers there. <clears throat> yeah. Nashville is a great place. So I understand that. Now, if you can't answer this, you know, you may not be able to answer this, but um, past or present, who is the best driver in the garage to party with? Oh man, um, hmm. I gotta think about that one for a minute. Um, you know, uh, I got a really good buddy that own that's uh, that race trucks, and he owns the teams now. But uh, do do you have any idea who I'm gonna say? Okay, uh, no, I actually don't. I, I was gonna say take a hint, but go ahead and tell me. Uh, Tyler Young. <laughs> Tyler Young, okay. Young Motorsports. I haven't, I haven't, but that's the 02 and the 12, right? That's Tate Fogelman. And uh, yeah, he uh, owns the, but uh, he's just, he, I've known that guy for a long time. And man, he can, uh, he can put him down and, and, <laughs> and go. I, and both, he can, he can, he can wreck back the thing in seat deep and then come in. Uh, unload a backup and go back out and uh you know for the people at home listening that you know he he can blow up and then and then keep going so it's amazing what he can do uh you know another good one's jeffrey earnhardt he'll he'll party with me uh oh, yeah? for sure jeffrey's a good dude i like hanging out with him and obviously uh, people like to be around him so we always have a good time and we've known each other a long time so uh he's another good one too Awesome. Awesome. Love that. That's good insight. <clears throat> now we're going to go back tight again. All right. We're going to make, we're going to put some wedge back in. 
Uh-huh. I want to talk about, so we talked about some team progress, um, the, the steps and strides you guys have made over you, the inception of your team. I want to talk about Road America in 2017, the site of your first career win. Um, that race, I, I, everybody tells me I have the memory of an elephant, and I really do. And I remember that race pretty specifically. Um, <laughs> so just tell me about, there's so much to unpack in, in that race because I would think just based on who you are, where you're from, your background, that I would not have expected you expected that to be the track where you won your first race. Do you agree with that? Or were you going yeah. in there and saying, Hey, I'm, I'm actually a pretty underrated road course racer, man. I never even rode course race until 2000. <laughs> we had, I figured. And I remember Road America was my first road course race. I remember the week or two prior, uh, myself and Charles Lewandowski, a good friend of mine, and he used to race, and he owns his own uh, parts business now, Chalu. Um, and and we buy and sell a lot of, of uh, parts from them. But anyway, we were supposed to 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 practice on our race in that that night. And in 2011, at that time, I was a little bit you know, wild boy. So I was, uh, I'd said, Charles, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's get on there. It's like Tuesday night. Uh, and I was like, let's get on there and practice together. Cause we both need another track. He's going to race too. And then, uh, you know, I had a girl call me and I said, well, we, we can't do it now. I said, and actually she wants you to come over too. There. She's got a friend. <laughs> so we got, so we, just, we just canceled all the practice we were supposed to do. And I don't think I got much practice. So, and that was back, man, when I when I would hang out or I would uh, I would ride in the hauler. We had to ride in the hauler to all these dang races. And it was we'd have to leave Wednesday. You know, it take it take two days to get to Road America, and, you know, 17 hour trip for us or so. So. That, so, yeah, I'm leaving the next day or so. Uh, so it's not like I'm flying like I do now. But, um, yeah, I mean, we were underfunded as it gets. You know, we're all there's six to eight people in the toter home every week. And anyway, so didn't get to practice much. I remember going to Road America first time. I'm like, holy crap. I don't even know where to go. I don't even know the corners. This is very um, intimidating <laughs> for sure. So, uh, you know, first race was there. And then and then I win. Uh, what, what is that? Uh, six, seven years later. Holy crap. Like, that's nuts for sure. But each year, man, um, we would go. And we just learned, like, you know, for instance, I'll give you an example. First year, I think I had a 12-to-1 steering box on. Well, now I run 8-to-1. Well, we didn't know, you know. Uh, and that just means the, the smaller the number, the quicker it turns. And at a road course, you, you want to just be able to turn, you know, this much instead of this much. So uh, things like that, uh, getting better brakes, transmissions, rearing gears, all that stuff. So it ain't like, it's not like nobody told us, obviously. Nobody's holding JCR's hand. So each year I'm saying we got better and better. And I was like, wow, these road courses are fun. And I, I really enjoy them. And, you know, that's how we got to 2017. We go to Road America. Um, actually, I wrecked that car two weeks prior at Mid-Ohio. Knocked the front end off in a, in a bottleneck over that that hill that, that you go down. on like that turn five, you go down like a hill and, Everybody just stacked up, and I was just bam, bam, and we knocked the whole front end off, and we had to thrash, 
and, and get that car ready and race Bristol between Road America. So we had our work cut out for us. And honestly, we went to Road America and I thought, hell, there's no way this thing even drives straight. We're going to suck. <laughs> I mean, seriously. So we get there. We're actually fast in practice, had like six on the board. I'm like, what in the hell? And the car uh, ran good on the long run, which is what you need there, especially seeing that year the tires were wearing out a lot. So um, fast forward to the race, started 25th because it uh, got rained out qualifying, came to the front, and I was shocked, man. I was like, I can't believe we're leading this race. I was pass- passing Penske cars and Childers cars, and I was like, Gibbs cars. I'm like, what, what has happened? This is crazy, but man, we're fast as hell. I'm driving the hell out of this thing. And it was just a lot of fun. Best day of my life. And, uh, you know, it, it worked out. I caught Matt Tift at the end. He had pitted way before us, got tires, uh, put a big lead on us. We came in, pitted, chased him back down, got to him within a handful laps left, tried to pass him clean. Wasn't working, got in under him. Uh, the last corner coming to the white and locked up the rear tires. So uh, got into them and spun us both out. And uh, that's the spin and win. You know, I kept it going, refired it, went up that big hill. Danny Gill, my crew chief at the time, said, man, you got a huge lead. Just bring it home. And I, I was like, oh, my God, we're about to win this race. And uh, I was just starting thinking about what the hell am I going to say? So or what am I going to do? I say, where do I even go? I was just thinking all this, like why I'm driving the last lap. And, uh, it was just amazing. But, uh, Matt Tiff was such a good sport about it. You know, I was like, dude, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to wreck you, you know, spin you out, had no intentions of that. So, uh, I, I, oh, Matt, he's such a nice guy. My gosh. So it was good to race somebody like that. And I, I hate, I, I did that, but uh, hell, I made it, we made it exciting for the, for the fans, everybody watching at home. That was a Sunday race on yep. NBC. That was a big day. So that was cool as hell. Yeah. I, um, I remember it pretty vividly. I knew it was a Sunday race. <clears throat> Excuse me. And you, uh, you had pitted a little later after Matt and, um, you were, I think you came out like in sixth or something. And, um, I remember I was watching it with my dad and we were like, and I, I was just noticing the leaderboard and you were just kind of, hopping through there with about four laps left i was like dad they uh the 51 is uh, i think this guy's gonna catch i think this guy's gonna catch the leader and and we're <laughs> we're kind of we're kind of sitting there like no way like there's no way it's not gonna happen um yeah it's, you know tiff yeah i mean you were substantially faster because of the way the pit cycling worked out um yeah and it, we're, we're like well tiff you know he's in a, a jgr toyota he's got a better car but the tires were made such a difference and i remember in those last couple laps when you caught them uh in some of those ladder turns before the spin and win it looked like i mean you were it looked like you were wheel hopping trying to every single time it looked like you're wheel hopping to get in there and pass and you kept getting so close and at that point <clears throat> i just thought it was a, it was a matter of not if but when and then when the spin happened it was just on tv all you could see was just the dirt fly in the air so me and my dad got up and we we're just like, oh, my God, what's what's going to happen? Who's in third? Who's in third? What, and you came out of it. Like you said, you had a huge lead and we were like, son of a gun. This guy, he just did it. And the second thing, the big thing I remember about that in victory lane. Um, and you might hate me for this or my dad. I don't know. But uh, you, you got out of your car 
And I don't remember exactly what you said, but you were like, I think one of the first things you said was, man, this is a car that was built like 15 years ago. And my dad just busted out laughing. My dad's going to hate that I told you that. But I remember my dad just busting out laughing because honestly, you never see stories like that. You never see stories like that using older equipment and uh, outrunning these guys with, you know, like you said, passing Penske guys and RCR guys. And I mean, it was just awesome, man. I freaking loved that race. So I I definitely wanted to talk about that. You know, it was just so sick. I got chills when you were, you were saying about that, man, that, that, that's really cool. That that means a ton to me. I mean, like I said, it's been my whole life working to get to that point to win an NASCAR race. And it was still the best day ever. And something I want to do again, just more than anything. So, uh, it's just really cool to hear you, you talk about, you know, you watched it and what you and your dad were saying and thinking and saying. So that that's cool as hell. And I, yeah, I mean, it's the truth. I wanted people to know this car is old as hell. I bet it's one of the oldest cars out here. So yeah, not I, didn't, old. I didn't know that that was the car that, that you would, and I, I'm not, I don't exactly remember the wreck at mid Ohio, <clears throat> but I, I did not know that you would crash that car two weeks before. I mean, that just adds on to how freaking crazy that is, dude. I mean, you I know. just crashed that car, had no high hopes, and then you go out Trust there and you got a, you got a freaking hot rod, and you drove the wheels off of it and, and got an insane win. So I know I, I still can't believe it. To be honest, <laughs> the trophy's yeah. sitting right. Now, you can see it. Yeah, I do. It's right I did. right yeah. up there. I, that's that's the real one. Uh, and then I've got at the shop. We got a bunch of like now they're about ten inches, say ten to twelve inches that you know i got made for i either got the guys a ring which i have a ring over there on another shelf but either got them a ring or or a mini trophy and i gave them 500 bucks a piece so uh try to take care of all our crew and pit crew that that uh weekend because that's just something that's like holy crap you know how many times is this gonna happen so (laughs) right right yeah i see that it looks like it's johnsonville was it yeah johnsonville 200 or something i'm Um, a little i'm disappointed in in what i got with the trophy you know uh, some of these races you know I, i'm i'm thinking off the top of my head okay uh tyler reddick won at kentucky he got a freaking jukebox a trophy uh that might have been it bristol one year so i think what? ryan priest won in a gibbs car he got a freaking side by side and a big ass trophy you know <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. We we need everybody. We need all tracks to get on board and uh, have their own identity for a trophy. I, yeah. I, to- I totally agree. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I got I got this trophy, and then in my dresser drawer, I still have. I got it. This is no lie. I got a coupon for a free pack of Johnsonville brats. I thought I thought this is a joke. This surely is a joke, right? I thought. That is unbelievable. Uh, how much is it for? Do you know how much? Is it at least well, like expired. The, the damn thing's expired now, but uh you, you know didn't, I thought, why didn't you use it? Why didn't you use it? That's free sausage. I, I didn't need a free pack of brats. I can buy them myself, but I wanted to <laughs> that's a good story, you know. So I saved it. I'm gonna frame that freaking thing one day. But, oh, that's uh, true. That's true. That's I, a that's a good uh that's a good it's a trophy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Brought worse. So I just I just thought, well, hell, surely they'll give me like a a cooler full, a year supply, you know, a week supply. I don't know. I was like, 
oh, this is a joke. They're going to get with me and, you know, they're going to give us some bratwurst and I, I can feed the whole team on them and stuff, you know. But no, no, nothing like that ever happened. <laughs> that that's I, I hate to say it, but and you can laugh about it. That is hilarious. But I figured you might like you can't take it away from you. You got the trophy, so and the win yeah. on your record, and it and that was huge. It put you in the playoffs that year. So you know. Now thank you. Now <clears throat> one question I have. What is the now? What's the best way for me to say this? You cannot say the Road America race. What oh, is no. the, the biggest turning point of your career outside of that win at Road America? Because that's too obvious. You know, there's is there is there another moment that, uh, and maybe that moment hasn't happened yet. You know, but is there a moment that is comparable to what you had at, at Road America? Oh, man, that's a tough one. I won a lot of big dirt races, and those were very special to me, uh, especially running against you know guys like. Scott Bloomquist and Mike Duvall, guys that I, I watched when I was a kid. Winning against those guys still is very high up there. Um, I won the ARCA race in 2007 at Nashville. Uh, the week after, I run out of gas, come to the line to win at Pocono uh, and Michael McDowell. and I think Michael McDowell won, and that really stung, finished third. So uh, the next week, we come to, to Nashville and won that, that race. So. Uh, I don't know. That was that that sticks out too, because that was uh, again. You you know you're running old stuff, and we beat a lot of big teams. Arca back then was uh, a hell of a series. It had Ricky Stenhouse and uh, Ganassi cars, Casey Mears, and um, all of these good drivers. Frank Kimmel, Tim Steele. I mean, there's so many good guys. So um, back then it was tough as hell. You know, Kimmel was um, the goat. Seven-time champion, I think, in the arc, or maybe yeah. eight-time champion, from what so I. So to win, that, and it was it was amazing, and uh, yeah. So I, I don't know; those are the things that stick out to me. But uh, there, I've raced a lot of races in my lifetime, so tell it's hard to remember some of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet, man, I bet, and that, that's once again great info. Um, last thing here before we uh, before we sign off. Um, so a big deal that a lot, another big deal that a lot of people may not know about that I'm familiar with, because I, I constantly keep up with the business model of NASCAR and that includes sponsors. Uh, you guys lost a huge sponsor last year with repairablevehicles.com. Um, and I'm, I'm sure that was a huge deal regarding filling those spots back up. Cause they were one of the longest tenured partners in the sport uh, with you guys. So uh, briefly, tell me about some of the sponsors that have come on board and that and and where you guys are, are are looking right now regarding filling up all your spots for the rest of the season. Yeah, it was an, an unfortunate end uh, with repairablevehicles.com. Uh, they were really good to us for a long time. They were on the car when we raced. Um, unfortunately, I wanted to do something different, and that's okay. And appreciate, again, everything they did for us. And I had a lot of fun with them, so – I uh, don't regret any of that. It was wonderful. But uh, luckily, you know, when that happened, we put out a press release and got a ton of interest and uh, filled up all but one race. Uh, you know, the, the race that we didn't get full was was Las Vegas. And in my opinion, that was it was literally a week and a half after I got uh, the notification about that. So just didn't I mean, just didn't have no time to do anything about that. But uh been a lot of interest to get on uh on my race car and that's been really cool to me and 
you know, one guy that sticks out in my mind as Steve Carnes with First Pacific Funding. He's been amazing and done a lot of stuff for us. And I think it'll continue to get bigger and bigger. Uh, his boss, Jeff, has been wonderful. They brought out – so for our Vegas weekend this week or this year, they brought out uh, a bunch of their clients, big their big clients. We, we went to dinner two nights in a row. We hang out. Uh, they got them die-cast cars, uh, Woodford – bottles signed with the with the company and my number on it hats shirts brought them to the suite i mean it was it was amazing all that they done for their, their clients so <laughs> having first specific funding on my car for vegas and phoenix and then they ended up on martinsville has been pretty dang cool and steve uh, has been a lot of fun on twitter working with the fans and everybody so i uh, really got a shout out to him and then uh i think my longest sponsor or partner right now is uh, Chuck Coon with All South Electric uh, out of Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, he's been with me since 2013 or 14. Been such an amazing guy. Him and his family are great. They're only getting bigger. They're on the throwback car that we're running next week. Uh, and it looks phenomenal. You guys haven't seen it. Check it out. And, you know, they're only our – our partners want to get bigger with us. So it's really exciting at the moment for, for me to build this team to where it's uh, where I think it's going and where I want it to go. So I'm, I'm, I'm definitely looking for some more partners. There's a few, there's roughly eight to nine races at the moment that are, are unconfirmed uh, that I don't have anything for, for a primary sponsor this year. So I want to get those voids filled. Uh, there's a lot of talk obviously, but uh you know, until till it happens, there's nothing nothing there yet. But uh, we've had a lot of uh, a lot of fun with with our partners, and uh, there was a lot of them at Talladega. Uh, my wife Courtney and I even stayed in one of their motorhomes this year this this past weekend, and uh, so and I found some more partners at, at Daytona in the infield with their motorhomes and at Talladega. So all these different tracks, we've met a lot of good people and a lot of people that want to partner up with our race team. So that's been that's been a lot of fun, man. That's really cool uh, for them to want to do that. That's badass, man. Yeah, big shout-out to Steve Carnes. Uh, <clears throat> I've communicated with him a lot, as you may know, on Twitter. He's, a, he's become a big prominent uh, figure on NASCAR social media. I love the content that he puts out. And we need some guys to step up and get this 51 car filled for the rest of the season. I mean, I don't see how you can watch this and not – want to sponsor this guy i mean this is some great stuff uh so i hope you get those spots filled up i imagine you will because i you know i have the utmost respect for you and and a confidence that uh and especially with how your performance this year that you guys are gonna get those spots filled thank you man i appreciate that dale it's it's been a lot of fun and i really do feel confident about it there's uh definitely some talk so i feel i feel that we'll get it done it's just uh you know i i, I wish i wish uh First Pacific funding could just do do the rest of them, and that would be that would be amazing. But uh, hopefully, hopefully Steve and his boss Jeff will get that point. That would be really cool to me. But um, you know, we'll we'll keep working, and and uh, we'll we'll find something uh, that can that can do some of the races. And uh, you know, it's it's a lot of fun working with these people. I do a lot of the work myself with the with our partners and uh, trying to get all this done. So they usually seem to like working with me versus you know, uh, a random person and that they don't even get to talk to the driver until it's, you know, 
uh, race day or something. So mm-hmm. I try to, you know, personalize it myself. So that's one benefit of it. Yeah. <clears throat> and if you, if you don't find any sponsorship, I always remember that uh, Morgan Shepard had Jesus sponsor his car for uh, a really long time. So that could be an option, an option for you. That's a, hey, there you go. Jesus, take the wheel, baby. Now, That's real right. quickly, we got to wrap this up. I went way over what I thought I would go over for my first episode. Uh, but I did forget to mention the Darlington throwback. Real quickly, tell us about that. It is badass. Tell us where we can see it on social media. Oh, man, that was a lot of fun working with Chuck Coon. Uh, him and his dad, Charlie, his dad passed away in 2016. They were really big fans of Dale Jarrett. I, I'm a big fan of Dale Jarrett. I remember watching him win the Daytona 500 and the 18, uh, the number eight interstate batteries car for Joe Gibbs in the 90s. I watched him ever since. So uh, Dale's been a really nice guy to me. He, I, he gave me his blessing with this running this car, which was really cool to me. Him uh, and Dave Burns were announcing the day I won. I wanted, to say that. I wanted to say that. I do remember that. that. That's another reason. There's a lot of, there's a lot of those reasons. And then that, that car looked really cool to me. You know, I always liked that car. And then, like I said, uh, when we and Chuck Coon from all South electric, we're talking about it. Uh, we actually kind of both uh, threw this one out to each other. And I was like, well, sounds like we got a winner. <laughs> so after we got Dale's blessing, we went for it. And, yeah, it's all over our social media. Uh, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Jeremy Clements Racing. Uh, my personal one is jclements51. Uh, we got a website, jeremyclements51.com. So, yeah, you can just type in my name and something should come up. <laughs> but uh, really appreciate all the fan support. I've had a good time with you, Dale. It's been a lot of fun, man. And I'm, I'm honored to be, like I said at the beginning, your first freaking guest as a driver. So that's that's cool as hell, dude. I, I I appreciate that more than you know, because I'm not going to lie. At the beginning of this, I said I was shaking off the jitters, a little nervous here, but I had a great time. I had more fun than I thought I would, actually. So much well, appreciated. Good. Jeremy Clements, driver number 51, Xfinity Series, Chevrolet Camaro. You know where to find us, Garage Fam. Uh, Garage Guys Fantasy Sports on YouTube. Be sure to be looking out for more content later this week on YouTube. Uh, you can catch me, Dale Tanhart, on Twitter. <clears throat> Garage Guy Chase on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Chef Boyardine, Drew Dean, catch him, Twitter, Instagram as well. Once again, Jeremy, thank you so much. Much appreciated for coming on here, and we had a great time. Um, good luck for the rest of the season, brother. No problem, buddy. Thank you so much for having me again. I hope to see you at a racetrack in the future, and we'll have us a cold Miller Lite. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think I, I might do a Miller for you, but we'll, we'll to, be, to be decided. That's fine. You can get whatever you want. <laughs>